Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. I hope that you are outside enjoying this beautiful, beautiful sunny afternoon after a smattering, and it truly was a smattering, of snow yesterday here in the DMV. It didn't last very long, but it was oh so elegant as the flakes gently fell from the clouds and then it disappeared. You know, winter is about to disappear and I'm feeling the electrifying energy from the earth. Can you feel it? Can you feel the garden electric? Well, I can. And trust me, by next week this time, you probably will see me floating through the air because I will have returned from the Philadelphia Flower Show where the theme this year is the Garden Electric. I had the opportunity to speak with a friend of mine, Seth Pearsall. Seth is the creative director of our beloved Philadelphia Flower Show. And he took time out of his busy schedule to have a chat with me. Take a listen. So hello, Seth Pearsall. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm holding up well. We are on site. Uh, I'm at the convention center and uh, we started set up. Um, oh, man, man. So this year, new theme. You're back indoors. Seth Field. It feels good. I got to tell you, it feels quick because uh, during the COVID years, we have been working with some pretty truncated timelines. We, you know, pivoted that first year and planned the show in six or seven months, which is light speed. This year, we just finished the flower show um, basically in June, right? So June, July, the flower show winds down and we're already here again, which is another sort of warp speed planning. So we're good. We're feeling excited. There's an energy that's building. Um, we know expectations are high and we are eager to uh, welcome guests back here to this format. So would you say, which do you prefer indoors, outdoors, or it doesn't matter as long as the show goes on? <laughs> it's a good question. I actually, I feel like they're two different events. They feel, I loved it outside. Um, but to me, for my role in them, they felt so different. The indoor show feels uh, full of like emotion and saturation and rich and colorful. And it's so shockingly different than what is outside. So it feels like it's kind of really high energy. The outdoor show feels more like a lovely stroll in the park. I take the show at my own pace. You know, it's more like a park-like setting than an exciting an event and this indoor format feels like it's got so much like excitement and you know there's like a little anticipation because it's sort of opening spring so for me they feel like apples and oranges um and obviously as i'm going to say there's pros and cons to both um the indoor show we can do a lot more with live cut fresh florals um we have control over lighting and temperature and um that makes it easier from a, an event standpoint it's easier to maintain the gardens there's power and electricity and water uh, so you can sort of 
you know, really dial in a, a specific kind of guest experience. When you're outdoors, you have beautiful sunlight. You've got the sky. You've got big, beautiful hardwood uh, tree canopy that sort of lends to the borrowed scenery. You've got some water features and there's like wildlife. So it just feels two different speeds, two different rhythms. Um, but I like both. Each is a little different for me. So with it being indoors this year, what are you most excited about? Because now you well, get to in a production. Yeah, right. So um, there's a lot that we are excited about. There is not one thing that we didn't like redesign with a fine tooth comb. We learned a lot over the last couple of years. So we, you know, we we dug deep into guest feedback um, with some pretty rigorous surveys. We tried a bunch of new things out in the outdoor setting. So we have a really good sort of fresh experimental set of, of results from data and we're bringing those to the indoor show. So what that means, first, the entrance garden is unlike any other concept we've ever done. We brought it right up close. You, I don't want to give too much away, but it's the whole thing is enclosed in a, a scrim or a veil. So from the outside, you see these shadows, you see the ghostly silhouettes of plant material there's one glowing entrance, this sort of hall, this light way of this tunnel of light, way, of, of light. And you go through this little tunnel, this threshold, and then you're inside and you've got florals overhead. You've got big, long, beautiful gardens on either side of you. You've got orchids everywhere, big, beautiful green floral wall. Uh, you've got custom lighting and a little bit of haze for some atmosphere and and then everybody will exit the same way. So previous flower shows, we had an entrance garden where you could go left, right, straight, and it was sort of choose your own adventure style. And that was great on paper. But what we learned was that singular kind of Ikea style, everybody experiencing the same thing kind of in the same direction. That worked really well in the outdoor setting. And it also made it easier for guests because then you knew that you weren't missing any of the gardens. So previously, if I went left, oh, I got to make a note. I need to go back and visit that other garden. And then it sort of got a little confusing. So we've taken care of that problem. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, if we do our jobs right, you as the guest will have a really beautiful promenade style, big S curve, takes you through the whole show and all of the gardens and, and floral installations from the, you know, kind of world-class professionals down to our education groups and our non-professional participants. They're all along this big, beautiful path that winds around the entire show. I'm really excited to see this because I think it's going to make for a much more clear, easily understandable event. Um, you know, and just beautiful gardens along this whole pathway. So that's pretty new. I'm really excited about that. And then another big change that we've made we put Horticourt right in the center of the show this year. Um, we moved it. We moved Horticourt. Um, Horticourt used to be sort of, you know, if you're looking from above, south or the bottom part of the show, and then kind of over to the left or to the west, we put it smack dab in the center. So the whole show is basically built around the Horticourt, um, which is pretty cool because after that big winding path I just mentioned, it sort of puts you right at the entrance of Horticourt. So it's sort of a beautiful way to see Horticourt, um, brings it nice to, you know, front and center, helps organize the show. So I'm, I would be the third thing I'm also really excited about this year. 
Now I'm uber excited like I wasn't. Yeah. So sure. wait a minute, quarter court's in the middle? Dead center, in the middle, you bet. Uh-oh, now I have to yeah. redirect the fat. It's a whole new thing. It's it's a whole new thing, but I think you'll find it's very clear this year. And now when I look at the floor plans, I look back at what we used to do, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Why weren't we doing it this way? So I'm hoping that you as a guest see that as well, but it it feels much more like, oh, I know what's coming when. I understand what I'm looking at. I, I get why this is here and that was there. So hopefully it will be – um, like less hard on the guest in terms of navigation and a little more easy and seamless and ideally enjoyable. What about events for the guests to attend to? Um, are there lots still of... make and take rooms? What's oh new? yeah. More, yeah. Lots of stuff. So two things on that. So we have converted grand hall into this area that's called bloom city. So grand hall is the big old train station. And we've sort of take, taken most of the things and put them all, all in Bloom City. So you've got a number of kind of high-end or boutique crafting experiences. You can make a floral crown. You can make a little arrangement at the Design and Dine. You have a little nice meal, plus learn how to make this beautiful container. Two Bloom's potting parties are coming back, and he's hysterical. He's a sweet yes. guy. Um, and um, so out in... Uh, Maker's Market, there's a whole bunch of different sort of hands-on nice crafting activities. On um, the show floor itself, there's something called Bloom Bar. It's not alcohol bar. It's more like a place you can go up and order your floral crowns so everybody's going to have a beautiful botanical wearable. Um, there's a like a candle making, you know, like a little simple botanical candle. And um, yeah, we've got tons of crafts. The Butterfly experience has moved moved out into bloom city and um that's bigger than ever with nice elaborate gardens and that's a whole hub for families particularly families with young ones one of the other things that we've added we learned from the outdoor show was previously we've never really had like a great condensed area for families like there was a few things here and there but it wasn't always easy to find it wasn't in a central location so you had to sort of wander and find things well bloom city's got kind of a whole family-centric young family kind of you know spot there's story time there's sort of some nature activities out there it's all anchored with the butterfly experience so that whole area grand hall is like full of lots of hands-on activities or uh kind of unique Philadelphia uh, makers kind of, you know, doing a thing. So um, very cool spot out there. You know, it's, you know, Seth, it sounds like as with many things, post our period of unintentional pausing, we have changed. We have recognized mm. how we can do things better or mm -hmm. maybe if not better, more efficiently. It sounds like that's what's happened to the show. Yeah, actually, when you point it out that way, I would say that's 100% accurate. We, you know, it was uncomfortable to have to work at that speed. And we had to make a lot of compromises to keep the show going for the outdoor setting. And, you know, while the world was very uncomfortable at the time, looking back, I can say, you know, as a 
as a team and as an event, we definitely grew more than if we would not have gone through that. I think if we would not have gone through that, we would have maybe been on autopilot, maybe doing some rinse and repeat things, being jolted and jostled a little bit, um, made us sort of become a little more thoughtful, a little, like you just pointed out, right? We, you know, I think we uh, will come from this event or come from those times at this event stronger and an ideally more cohesive kind of better thing. And it also sounds like with just the things that you've mentioned with all the new gardeners out there with young children, as well as our seasoned gardeners, there's going to be more things for anyone to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh, please. Yeah. If you are a plant lover, a flower lover, if you don't know anything about plants i think there is really something here for everybody and you know we were joking every think everybody was disappointed by the uh by the super bowl a few weeks ago however philadelphia flower show is still a hometown classic and you know we'll have a victory here even if we didn't achieve it there so it's like, like feel better here come you know yeah. something for everybody so in brief, what does the theme of this year's show mean to you? So good question. So the title is The Garden Electric, and that actually has something to do with the past two years as well. But I believe that any event or any kind of recurring thing should be responsive to the world that it's in and, you know, not standing in time. But, you know, we in order to justify our existence, we should respond to the world, participate in it. And so the, that required that the flower show explore themes of, you know, mental health and wellness and gardening should explore how plants and gardens can help us heal, can make our spaces a bit more nurturing, all very timely themes, but all sort of, um, you know, passive healing, calming, tranquil. So we, we looked at those two sort of, what have we been saying? And we realized we also wanted to remind people that gardens and flowers and the emotions they bring us can be celebratory, can be rich and evocative, can be cause for happiness. So the Garden Electric is about that specific moment, that sort of jolt, that spark that you can get when you see something so beautiful, like that instant when you pass, you know, a gorgeous bouquet or a beautiful combination of flowers with the sunlight hitting it just right. Maybe you pass some honeysuckle or some jasmine and that fragrance just knocks you. That's that moment of being flora struck. And that's what this show is really about. It's, it's a celebratory theme. I think of the indoor show as um, full of these kinds of moments because you're, it's gray outside. The convention center is kind of gray, but you'll be finding these like gorgeous little, oh my gosh, moments. And so we really built the theme around that concept of, moments little bursts of electricity bursts of joy bursts of you know beauty um so that's what the theme is about and that's what you'll see a lot of um bold combinations really daring rich stuff not a lot of you know probably not as many pastels and romantic colors more really jolting colors that just grab you so um yeah that's what the garden electric is going to be about this year I feel it already. I feel yes, it. Yes. Yes. So uh, let's see. What color would you say is the predominant one 
at the show and what is going to be the predominant color in your garden this year? Ooh, good question. Um, the predominant, I would say the predominant rich colors are going to be, you're going to find sort of, you know, red magenta. So kind of that rich, hot red, really saturated. You're going to find some oranges. So those two complementary colors. And then you're going to find as the contrast, like a, you know, a rich purple or sort of a fuchsia pink purple, right? So uh, that's sort of what you're going to see a lot. You think about orchids, um, tropical color, that sort of thing. Um, and then in my garden, several years ago, I planted some beautiful uh, oriental poppies and they are, I have red and orange in my garden. Well, if you know the orange, it comes out really almost red. And then by the end of it, it's light orange. And otherwise my garden is purple with lots of, you know, silvers and purples. So for me, the purples and that sort of rich orange, I, whenever I take a picture of it, it, it does something to my phone's camera because I'm like the color. I'm like, it's, it can't read the color. It's so rich and vivid. So I'll say purple and like a deep orange. Deep orange. Yeah. Cool. And that's my highlight color in there. Sweet. Oh, oh I, I want you to see, I want to see a picture of the bloom. If you come, I have some pictures that I will show you. And when you see these poppies and I also have a, there's a, a pink one that snuck in there that is just stunning. It's like, the only problem is it's kind of a volunteer and it's close to the edge. So when it blooms, it comes down. Sometimes the neighborhood kids, when they're running by, they'll knock it. It happens, but it's so pretty. I'm like, Oh, just, Let's stay for a couple more days. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to show you pictures. Oh, I'll, I'll be there. That is for sure. In closing, so what's going to happen to the park now? So the one of the great things about being at FDR Park is we got to highlight a gem in Philadelphia. Um, FDR Park is a historic park uh, in Philadelphia in the sense that it's it's one of the few parks that are designed by the Olmsted firm. And the reason I bring that up is because Philadelphia has a lot of wilderness that has been reclaimed as a park. So it's wilderness with park, you know, trails and stuff running through it. We don't have a lot of that turn of the century park where they were using principles of, say, prospect and refuge and planting trees and, you know, the big wide arcs. And FDR is one of the few parks in Philadelphia like that. So in that sense, it's kind of like Central Park. Um, and not a lot of people know about it, even though you're right down there by the stadiums. It's got that big tree grove on the intersection, so you'd never know it's there. But by being there, we've heard that we were able to shine uh, a light on the park. We were able to help them secure resources for upgrades. We were able to donate tons of plant material so they could replant some areas. So, um and, you know, this was all in concert with the master plan that they announced. So it was just sort of helping pull funding and attention to the park. So the park is thriving. It's been repaved. Our first year that we were there, we had a big, um, like, you know, part of uh, our deal working with them was um, we, you know, helped pay for much of the paving, the site improvements. We did a bunch of graffiti removal and historical restoration on two of the, on the boathouse and then the Olmstead Pavilion. So 
The park looks better than ever. They were great partners. Um, it's still there, ready for your barbecue or if you jog or walk a dog. Um, I myself was down there several times last summer, and um, the there's a lot of um, ethnic food festivals down there. So depending upon when you come, you've you know got some a great Vietnamese market, you've got a Cambodian market. Um, I've seen some amazing Hispanic food um, kind of barbecues going on down there. And, um, you know, if you're going on a Saturday and you're just snacking on all these great cult food cultures, you're like, this is a beautiful park. I've got this great food. I've got this great setting. I mean, what, what could be better than that? And it's still very much alive doing that kind of vibe down there. So FDR is, is doing great. That's the beauty of the gardening community. We mm. always leave things better than when we mm. found them. I mm, love that. I'm going to take that one. I'll probably say that in another interview, actually. I'll credit it, it you. It works. It's the truth. It yeah, is the we truth. do. We leave things better. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I like I, that a lot. I'm so, so, so excited about coming up. And um, I, I, I will miss being outdoors, but sure. um, this makes spring official. Yes, it's coming. Just a couple yeah. more days. Yes. And when the show goes on, we know spring is not that far behind. It is right next door. I've got crocus blooming a little early this year, but I see the little crocus. They know that flower show's coming. They're blooming. They're doing their little thing. Everybody's working in concert. Yeah. Well, I hope I get to see you. You know, I'll be there the first day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. So um, I hope I see you. And if not, we will catch up. Yes. Um, but thank you so much for taking time out. While you're pulling the show together for the for the world to see we, next week. We want it to be great for you. I will look for you on that first day. I'll be here and every day uh, until then. So, um, yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for chatting. And this was wonderful. Yes, I'll have a white hat on so you'll know I'm there. I'll remember that. White hat, I got it. Done. Yes, yes. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good to talk with you. Thank you. Catch you yeah. later. Hmm, let's see. More recycled shopping bags. Book my experience. Comfortable walking shoes. Camera. A backpack. Water bottle. Debit card. I, You know, I'm so sorry. I was making a list of what I need when I attend the show this week. I am so amped. Let me tell you, one thing people often forget. Coming from the DMV, are you aware you can take the train to the Philadelphia Flower Show? It makes traveling so much easier. You can kick back and dream about what you're going to see on the way there. And on the return home, you can simply savor the experience. Don't forget to stop by some of the food places at the show. In addition to visiting Reading Market, to bring home maybe some sweet rolls so that you can sit back and nibble on a little something as you remember the beauty that you just experienced at the Philadelphia Flower Show. The Garden Electric, I'll be there. I cannot wait. And before then, I'll be speaking for the Charlotte, North Carolina Garden Club as well as at Wing Haven, a place that I have often wanted to visit and I finally get to speak there. I'm so excited. 
Spring presents the best presents. I hope you learn to embrace them as they come. Whether it's crocus, daffodils, or an unexpected snow shower, let's enjoy each and every moment of each and every day. And don't forget, just be kind.